Why do you want to learn a new language? Where would you use it and how would it come in handy? This is what I'm asking myself every single day. Even if I'm not planning on going on a trip where I need to use a new language, I'm just like, my brain needs to stay alive. My brain needs to stay active. And there's only so many crossword puzzles I can do in one week. And that's why exactly. I just feel like putting my mind to the test would just be using Rosetta Stone to improve my language skills. And I'm always like idealizing. Oh, I want to learn Francais. So when I go to Francais, I can speak French <laughs> with the person in You go to Quebec. <laughs> but really, I'm speaking I'm speaking on a like dream level, which is also great. Use Rosetta Stone to learn the language of a place you're dreaming of visiting. But also practically, it makes more sense for me to learn Spanish. And if I'm gonna learn Spanish, I'm gonna do it on Rosetta Stone. That's amazing. They've been the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users, and they have 25 languages offered. You have fast language acquisition because they immerse you in the language. There aren't English translations, so you really learn to speak. You listen. You think in the language of Rosetta Stone, and it has an intuitive process, so you pick up the language naturally. First words, then phrases, then sentences, which means it's designed for long-term retention. And the app has a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation, like having a personal trainer for your accent. It's very helpful. Okay. That was good. That was good. Thank it's, you. It's convenient. There's an amazing value. You can get a lifetime membership and just have every single language, all 25 languages you can have for your lifetime. And you can just work through them as long as you're alive. That's kind of an iconic mm -hmm. goal to have. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Who Weekly listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash who. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash who today. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And this is a story called North Dakota keeps native Josh Damal on as state's tourism pitchman. This is big North Dakota tourism news. Uh, it's making it made, the rounds. It made the AP wire. It was a huge deal. Here's the lead. Bismarck, North Dakota. Even North Dakota's tourism director admits it isn't easy promoting a state where the first day of the new year brought temperatures down to a brutal 45 below zero. <laughs> then you have a photo of Josh Damal smiling, smiling. And then it says, but having Hollywood actor and Minot, how do we say it was pronounced? Minot? I have no idea. Minot? Minot? Mm -hmm. Native? No, no. But having Hollywood actor and Minot Native Joshua make the pitch helps, says Sarah Oat Coleman, who heads the state tourism agency. This is a great line. He has increased awareness, <laughs> she says. So he has increased awareness. Anyway, they extended his contract. He's made hundreds of thousands of dollars being the North Dakota spokesperson. TMZ reported his salary. He's made $525,000 since 2013. He's making... $365,000 next year, and this is the best line. This Pointed is a great out to gig. Us. He doesn't need to do any movies. He's just going to keep shilling North Dakota. I know. It's great. This is the best line. The agency also unveiled its $2.9 million marketing plan for 2018. It announced that DeMaul would be paid $365,000 to be the face of the state's tourism campaign for the next two years. The actor wasn't present at the announcement. <laughs> <laughs> He wasn't there. He wasn't I there. I just, there's something like extremely charming about knowing the budget for the state of North Dakota's marketing and also knowing how much of that budget goes to Hollywood actor Josh Dumal. And the other thing that I thought was really funny about this story has nothing to do with Josh Dumal at all. I saw that it was on TwinCities.com and I was like, oh, it's a story from Minneapolis, St. Paul. But then I was like, why would Minneapolis, St. Paul be writing about North Dakota? 
that's weird. And then I was like, is there another Twin Cities in North Dakota that has TwinCities.com? And so I googled what are the Twin Cities in the United States. There are so many places who have Twin Cities. In the there United are a States. lot like of Twin call, Cities. They call themselves, oh, we're the Twin Cities. And it's, you think Minneapolis-St. Paul, like that's iconic. Um, but there is a Twin Cities in North Dakota. Turns out this was the Minneapolis-St. Paul Twin Cities. They just happened to write about the story. Okay. I guess it was that interesting. <laughs> okay. So can you guess, look. just for fun, can you guess what the two, what the Twin Cities are in North Dakota? I don't even know what a city is in North Dakota. <laughs> Did, was not the entire plot of the last time we talked about North Dakota? <laughs> Fargo, North Dakota, and okay. Moorhead, Minnesota. Those what? are the Twin Cities. They're not in the same state. They're not, but they're twin, but they're nearby. They're on the border. You can't just you make know, just two. Like, why are they twins? Do, I don't do know, they... but the twin, the twin city. I thought it would be funny to be like, oh, let's look at the who's and them's of the twin cities in on the Wikipedia. But they're all who's. The only one that's of them is Minneapolis Saint Paul. Well, they're called. They call them twin cities to give them some sort of identity, so they could people will go there. Like, oh the, yes, the twin cities. It's it doesn't. I don't. I don't buy it. I really don't understand. Um, I don't even understand the concept of twin cities. Then there's Texarkana, Arkansas, and Texarkana, Texas, but that barely counts because they literally are the same city. Oh, they're twins because they have the same name. Well, no, Texarkana, Arkansas, and Texarkana, Texas are twins because the state line literally goes through the middle of downtown. This just reminds <laughs> so, me of like that the movie Road Trip, you know, where they're like on the road trip, and he he says, Tom Green? Oh, "Yeah, and remember he says, um." He says Aust- He says Boston, but she thinks he says Austin. Remember, that's like the whole movie is like well, they mix up Austin and Boston. But I've never actually seen Road Trip. Oh, you haven't, but you know, like the no, like I the know whole- what it's about because right. it was a big deal. It was like, oh, it's Austin because you know from Texas. Yeah, that right. was like Ooh, no, the Tom Green movie it's is Boston. about Austin. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, that's all I can think of when I think of Twin Cities. It should only be cities that have rhyming names. Not I don't understand the other criteria for Twin City. Okay, it's not rhyming names. Yeah. They're like economies depend on each other. It's like is Minneapolis, that... St. Paul. They're the same. They like they rely on each other. They're basically the same I feel like city. You're just making this up. Like I don't metro know. areas I don't are big. Know they're like they blend together. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, let's let's start the show. You will say that. Okay, Lindsay, what is the most markless headline of the week? Well, let me tell you, the most <laughs> marvelous headline of the week comes from, I think this is people.com. It's people.com. You is can this tell by their the iconic royals section? It is. It's people royals. Okay. I love people royals. Love people royals. And the headline is, Meghan Markle is the namesake for the newest addition to the London Zoo. <laughs> so you're like, hmm, what did they name? This new animal and what is a new animal? And the answer is the new animal is an okapi. Is that how you pronounce it? I actually think it is. It's ok. I think it's okapi. Okapi. It, it might be okapi, but I think it's okapi. Okapi. Yeah. Also known as the forest giraffe or the zebra giraffe. Mm-hmm. It's and its adorable. name, I guess, is Megan. <laughs> it's Megan. They named it Megan with an H. They spelled it her way. Here's a terrible name for an any animal, Megan. <laughs> <laughs> and not like Megan Marco related, just like a terrible name for an animal is Megan. Like, have you ever met a cat named Megan? No. no, but now that I'm thinking about it, if like you went to someone's house and they were like, oh, this is my cat. Don't mind my cat. That's Megan. You would think that's really funny. That's true. You would be like, excuse me, your name is, your cat's name is Megan? Naming like domestic 
pet animals after very like basic, basic names, names. Is funny. Yeah, like it's my very friends funny. have a cat named Steve, and I think that's really sweet. It's very sweet, but also very funny. A cat named Steve. Anyway, this Ocop. The best part about this story. Um, there were several options. We won't read them to you because that's not part of this thing. We don't read you the second place, the third place. The, it's not about the runners up. But Wait, there were the, runners up? Who are they? Yeah, I remember I put all of the. No, I'm saying the the runners up for the headlines. Oh, for the headlines. I thought yeah. you meant for the people to oh. name this thing after. I no, thought no, no, Megan no. This, wasn't the first one. This whole copy was. Uh, Do you think from the moment Gemma this whole copy was, was born, they knew they were going to name it Megan. They 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 knew. Mm. Um, Fine. The best thing about this story, and the reason it won, I think, is because when you scroll down, first of all, the lead is amazing. Meghan Markle isn't the only new Meghan in town. <laughs> um, okay. Um, the best part is it has a photo of Meghan the Okapi in the center of the story, but then they put a photo of Meghan Markle, the human who's engaged to Prince Harry, inset into the photo. Well, as you know, though- in case you forgot what she looked like. As though there's a physical resemblance. We don't need we don't need to be <laughs> reminded of what Meghan Markle looks like. Also, it's rude. It suggests that there's a physical uh Yeah, it suggests that there. they look alike when this thing yeah. looks like a a zebra mixed with a giraffe. It looks like a wild animal. Yeah. <laughs> it's a wild Doesn't, animal. And they're they like, don't oh, look alike. They don't look there's, alike. There's Megan in case you forgot. Um, I didn't. Forget what she I looks like. The, the like the number one thing I've not forgotten is what Meghan Markle looks like. She her face is everywhere. Um, I'm gonna switch the order here because this is the better segue. Speaking of wild animals, oh no, where are you going? Did you read the story that everyone tweeted at us? The headline is: Dakota Johnson keeps getting skunked. Quote: This was the fourth time in a year. Did you read the story? No. So everyone tweeted this at us, which I'm so grateful for. It's such a funny headline. Um, The implication of this headline is that Dakota Johnson, star of the Fifty Shades series, has been skunked, as in sprayed by a skunk, four times in one year. But the story actually doesn't really make any sense. So it says, with four films in 2018, life should smell like roses for Dakota Johnson. Okay, Hollywood Reporter, chill out. But she woke up January 7th at her home in the Hollywood Hills to find, quote, a skunk situation. It has become an epidemic. And then she says, this was the fourth time in a year, so I've been having to deal with that. I was trying to figure out what the source of the smell was, and thank God it was someone else's dog, not mine. So she wasn't skunked. Right. So what is this? Is she talking about skunks or is she talking about like dog poop? I literally cannot make sense of this story. This does not make sense. It was like someone else's dog got skunked and she could smell it. But it's not that she's getting skunked. But then she says, what's the But she says time? she's been skunked. This story makes no sense. The headline suggests something that the body does not, you know, back up. See, this is the problem. If, like, there were true journalists, like, on, you know, like, following up with, like, actual questions, you would be like, hold on, can you actually explain? It's, it's just like your... Robbie in the foot. Yeah, this is insane. And now every headline's like, Dakota Johnson keeps getting skunked. It's like, no, well, maybe she wasn't getting skunked. <laughs> maybe she's not getting skunked. I have no idea what to Everyone's make of this. too busy being like, she's being seen with Chris Martin, like... She's oh like holding hands with Chris Martin. They my are. favorite. That's my favorite story of this of this week because no one cares. No one cares. No one cares. The two like least to make interesting people to get together are Chris Martin and Dakota Johnson. 
what's crazy is that the bottom of this piece, which is in the new in the Hollywood Reporter, I thought you guys were reporters, says a version of this story first appeared in the January 17th issue, which means it got into the magazine and it's still unclear. <laughs> it makes no sense. What happened with Dakota Johnson and the skunks? We need to know. You know what? I'm going to reach out to our publicist. I'm going to do the work. Okay, guys? You really should. You really I'm should. I'm going to do the work. We'll, we'll report back. What if the skunk is just like code name for Chris Martin? Wow. What if he's just stinky? I mean, like this she's is... been skunked by Chris Martin <laughs> four times this year. I mean, this was the fourth time in a year. That makes sense that she's had to deal with him four times in a year. Um, speaking of stinky people, Gerard Butler was on. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Watch what happens live. And I well, can't. I can't take credit for that, Lindsay. Earlier we were talking about the episode. Lindsay was like, "He looks like he smells." <laughs> Which I... But like, I think what I mean by that is like, I don't think he smells like bad. He just looks like he smells like weird. Like he 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 looks like you'd be like with him or like talking to him or like at a bar and you meet him and you'd be like, something smells like kind of off, and you'd be like, oh, it's just that's what Gerard Butler smells like. Do you know what I mean? And I don't even mean that like bad. It's just like he definitely looks like he has a signature scent that's not a great. That's like not great, but people might maybe confuse it as sexy, perhaps. Maybe. He just he looks like, like he has. Maybe in the moment. In the moment they think it's sexy. And then when they look back on their shitty relationship with Gerard Butler, they're like, oh, he smells. Right, right. But he also talks like he smells. <laughs> he like when he talks, you're like, oh, that guy like talk, definitely smells. He talks like a stinky man. That's true. Okay, but what happened with him? He went on Watch What Happens Live, which is, as you know, the moment you go and watch What Happens Live, like, good luck. It's also it's it's sort of like the celebrity version of R.I.P. My mentions. Um, oh my god, you're right. You go, the moment you go on Watch It Happens Live, you are in for it. And so he, I mean, Andy but Cohen, he was in for it because he already got called out, and then he came on Watch What Happens Live. So he went on Watch What Happens Live, and Andy Cohen. And the moment Andy Cohen just sort of has like a non sequitur question, you know, it's a nightmare. He's like, "So, Brandy Glanville, tell me about Brandy Glanville." And he's like, "Oh boy, oh boy." I mean, um, she went on the show in 2012. That's like a yes. thousand years ago. And she so it took him, up with him It took him this long to get Gerard Butler on the show to even respond to this. Do you realize that? Like, it took him that long. So yeah, because that, in 2012, big people weren't going on Watch What Happens That's Live. That's true. It, it, was was it was just Brandi Glanville, who, by the way, <laughs> yeah. I don't think we've even said she's like a housewife. She's um, a housewife. But she's, she's a housewife of Beverly Hills, right? She used to be. Not anymore. She's not on it anymore. But she is the iconic um, housewives person that um, her husband left her for Leanne Rimes. And she and she'll also, never get over it. She'll – no, it'll never be over. And she also um, – who uh, – what's the deal with her and Sheena from uh, Vanderpump Rules again? Something happened with her and – Oh, no. It's – it's. She's the one who said that Joanna Krupa's pussy smells. Oh God! Oh my God! She said that Muhammad Hadid told her, "quote I'm not I'm not going around saying pussy people." By the way, I'm quoting her. She's the one who went on Watch What Happens Live and was and said Muhammad told me that her pussy smells, and then she literally got sued for it because it was defamatory. Oh, and then and then um, what I was remembering was that Brandy Glanville's uh, Sheena from. Uh, Vanderpump Rules had an affair with Brandy Glanville's with Eddie Cibrian before he went to marry Leanne Rimes. Remember that because it was a it was a um we talked about this. It was like they had a feud and there was like a weird like there was a Vanderpump Rules um housewives crossover where 
Mm-hmm. The same scene was filmed for two different shows with two different perspectives. It's really good. So they, because mm-hmm. they had like this fight. Anyways, that's like such old news. The new news is yeah, that. you go through this. You've gone through in this In 2012, Brandy Glanville went on Watch What Happens Live. And she said that she hooked up with Gerard Butler. Totally believable. Right? Again, looks like he smells. Absolutely. Anyone, um, anyone, like Josh Demal could go on Watch What Happens Live and say he hooked up with Gerard Butler. And I'd be like, right. I, I believe okay. it. Yep. Brandy. Who is the most famous person besides Eddie Cibrian that you have hooked up with? I can't plead the fifth. Oh, <laughs> no, you cannot? Uh, Gerard Butler. Oh! 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 Give it up for But the best part of this is that later... He told a, t- a TMZ photographer, as they do, was like, hey, uh, Gerard, Gerard, like, how was Brandy Glanville? Like, did, you have, did you do a phone with Brandy Glanville? And he was like, I don't know who that is. So, Bra- Brandy, so Brandy Glanville rated you an 11 out of 10 in the lovemaking department. And me personally, I'm, I'm a five on a good day. So I was wondering if you can give me some tips to bump it up to like a seven, maybe. Who's Brandy Glanville? <laughs> That's quite appropriate. Uh, Who's Brandy Glanville? I don't know. But now... On, when he was on Watch What Happens Live, he said, um, we had fun and then I never saw her again. Suddenly I was walking down the street with a director and these guys from TMZ are c- come running down the street going, what about you and Brandy Glanville? And I'm like, who's Brandy Glanville? Because I didn't even know her last name. So basically like, her last name. she didn't tell him. I mean, you can play the audio here. She didn't tell him she did anything. She wasn't like, I'm a famous housewife. Like, on ho- like good for her. Like, she wasn't like, I'm a thing. Yeah. They just like hooked up. And then had a good time. He keeps he mentions he goes out of his way to say like we had fun. I mean to be he fair, he does not say anything disparaging about her. Told Andy that they had hooked up. So then the TMZ reporters said to him, Brandy Glanville, and he just thought of this. He didn't know that this random woman that he met and hooked up with one time in like 2011 or 12, like was this person on a television show. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so Brandy love it. Brandy was mad like about the way this was. She wanted to set the record straight. So here's Brandy Glanville setting the record straight on Twitter. Here we go. <clears throat> at TMZ, let let's set the at TMZ, let's set the record straight. Gerard, no punctuation here. She's never heard of a period. Yeah, let well. the re- let's set the record straight. Gerard Butler hit on me at a party, asked her my phone number, called me up the next day, and asked me out. So if he wants to cringe now, he can fuck off. Gerard Butler did not did not know N O, not K N O W, did not know my last name or what I did. That is true. But he hit on me and asked me out. End of story. Moving on. I'm sorry, but when you meet someone that clearly doesn't know who you are, are you supposed to be a dick and say bye? I'm famous? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Yeah. No, I you're love not. how many times she says moving on and then just keeps on going. End of story. <laughs> moving on. Here we no go. One, Let's keep going. But no one, no one, this is not, she's like making a mountain out of a molehill. Like she's not. He didn't say anything. He just was like, I didn't know who she was because she didn't tell me who she was. All you have to do is whisper the name Brandy Glenville and she will tweet a correction. I know. She's really like, like for someone who I don't care about, don't really know that much about outside of Who Weekly stuff. Like I feel like we're Mm -hmm. always talking about her her, and yet I don't encounter her in my normal pop culture life ever. Yeah. It's very reactionary. It's very reactionary. What is next on this godforsaken list? Your oh, list Cherry. is insane today. It's insane. I was going crazy. Also, yeah. can I mention this? I was working on this at a bar yesterday, and then in comes a beer. A beer is delivered to my table, and Aww. the server goes, and the server goes, this is from a hooligan. And I was like, oh my God. And and 
the server says they wish to remain anonymous. <laughs> That's the true spirit of a good hooligan is like anyway. using using um tabloid terms on us. Also, yeah, so thank you hooligan. I don't you know who made you are, but the waitress say hooligan, which is uh she said plus. it. I she was la- like, I could tell she had no idea she what was like, going what on. She was like, what is going like, on? She was like giggling. She was like, she goes, this is from a hooligan? <laughs> that <Anyway>. poor woman. <laughs> it was great. Um, Cherry Seaborn is engaged to Ed Sheeran. Lindsay, who is Cherry Seaborn? Cherry Seaborn, as you might know, this name. You, there's no way anyone knows who Cherry Seaborn is. No, I do because no. I remember this. This is a very British name Say to why me, you don't know. you think? Oh, it's very British. Cherry Seaborn is Ed Sheeran's girlfriend, now fiance. They have known each other since they were like 11 years old, Mm -hmm, which is like mm -hmm. the perfect famous person thing. Mm -hmm. And they reconnected at Taylor Swift's iconic 4th of July party, if you remember. Mm -hmm. God, remember when Taylor Swift like did things that were like Mm -hmm. fun and like we laughed at them? You remember when Taylor Swift had friends? <laughs> like, I mean, so I guess the story is that um, Taylor Swift had this party, if you remember that party where there was like the slide in the backyard and they took the photo under the banner of, and it was mm-hmm. her two friends. They were celebrating their one year anniversary there, but no one really right. knew her. Well, no. So it was, no, a, they, it was weren't a happy... ce- they weren't celebrating their one year anniversary there. No, they were celebrating their one year anniversary. They were. It was a double. It was a double party, which was what was so perfectly Taylor about it. It was she Wait, was celebrating that, but, the engagement of her best friend, and then it was Ed's one year anniversary. Okay, but not to nitpick. But in his story, he said that he just reconnected with her there, not that they were together. It said anniversary. She put up a banner that said anniversary. So maybe it was a different party, not that. Maybe they reconnected party. at the party before. I'm just saying. I the, think they reconnected his... at a. They re, here's what it was. They reconnected at a Fourth of July party. At her house. Then a year later, the iconic photo happened. Okay. And that's why they celebrated their one year I buy that. Because he said that basically Taylor Swift was having a party. She was, this this, uh, friend was in town and he like invited her to the party. He was like, Mm -hmm. because he said like, can I invite my friend Cherry Taylor to your party? And Taylor was probably like, hmm, sure, I guess. This this is when Taylor had friends again. And so they, he, so she came to the party and they reconnected. And like, you know, 20 years later, now they're. Um, they're like getting married. Yeah. And I really like, there's a really funny, an actually funny photo from that party. Oh, that photo is so good. It's Taylor, it's Taylor sort of hu- like hugging the back of her two friends who, her, like her best childhood best friend who got, just got engaged. So it's an Abigail engagement party. Abigail and Abigail, whatever. She was in her wedding during the time that she was like hiding from the world. Do you remember that? The only yeah, photos of were, her were like in this wedding. No one had seen her in months. And then. No one's heard from me in months. And then she reappears at this wedding. (laughs) But the funniest thing about that photo was in the background, Ed Sheeran was making out with some random who, and it was Cherry Seaborn. Cherry Seaborn. So that's when we got introduced to Cherry Seaborn, truly. But the best part of that photo is the banner that she made for them. These banners. Anyways, um, Bobby did did the most uh, insane deep dive on this woman. Don't say deep dive. It's really not that much. I went to her LinkedIn. Um, Um, That's enough to be a deep dive. So what's really funny about Cherry Seaborn is when <laughs> she has two descriptors. So, you know, like the, the tabloids have to just like the something, something, the nobody wants to be lonely crooner has to, like does this. <laughs> Cherry Seaborn's Cherry Seaborn's two things are field hockey player. Or if you're reading, if you're reading English publications, they just call her a hockey player, um, which I didn't even know was a thing. 
field hockey player and then but like field hockey analyst, like she once analyst. did they just find out that she once played field hockey or does she still no, actively she play she moved she moved to the united states to play field hockey okay but Duke. does she still play field hockey no right okay. so they're wrong they call her a field hockey star but she i think she was in college but she doesn't play anymore she's too busy at deloitte she's a risk analyst, i'm just saying Lindsay. field hockey isn't a game i mean correct me if i'm no don't correct me if i'm wrong but as somebody who played field hockey in high school it's not just like a game that you play like for fun as hobby like pickup games of field hockey at like the yeah it's intense yeah. it's like a you know it's like a college or high school sport anyways yes. Cherry Seaborn, field hockey player. What else did they call her? The risk She's advisor. She's a risk analyst. A She's risk. a risk analyst, which is the perfect occupation for someone for like, dating Ed. Yeah. Because you're like, you're yeah. like, it's what's that movie? Remember that movie Along Came Polly? It's really bad. But yeah. ben, ben Stiller is, I think, a risk analyst. Yeah, he's an um, actuary. He's an actuary. So every everything he does is, God, I can't believe I'm talking about Along Came Polly. But the whole point of that the movie is like 99% jokes about diarrhea, like getting the diarrhea. The movie is not good. But it is a funny concept to have a guy who has who over whose job is literally to overthink everything, dating someone who is sort of a nut, right? No, that's a good concept for a it's movie. It's a good concept. It's a good concept. But this is really perfect. So she's a risk analyst. So she did her job. She analyzed the risk of Ed Sheeran and was like, you know what? It's low. I'm 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 content with the risk of you at this point. Okay? Oh my god, I'm content with the risk of you. By I'm content with the risk of you. Ed Sheeran would re- like that's not good. That is not no good. red flags go off whenever you're dating Ed Sheeran. You're like, well, I think I'm in the clear. I mean, no red flags for this redhead. Am I right? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> if you can do seems, it, I can do it. She seems very. Uh, she seems very chill. I, my favorite part about her LinkedIn is you know at the bottom of LinkedIn where people can recommend you on like certain skills. Mm-hmm. People have trolled me and they're like, he's good at Java, like Java, Java discussion. It's really stupid. Um, I hate it. Yeah, I have but a lot of jokey LinkedIn recommendations. Her endorsements are for finance, financial analysis, strategy. And then it says Cherry is also good at business processes, uh, leadership, and enterprise What? Risk. Did you did you endorse her for anything while you were there? No, I sort of, I, I sort of want to. You should. I, I should, would you I should endorse, endorse her, her for? for enterprise risk. Well, and leadership she's, because she's I'm doing sure such she probably a, wears the pants. She well, she's pants she's doing a good job with this risk management on this new relationship mm-hmm. or this if old anything, relationship. It is the most it is the most like rational, level headed decision to date Ed Sheeran. I think. Um, funny like side note because I'm like here is that I'm in Nashville right now and visiting a friend and we went to the Country Music Museum, the Country Music Hall of Fame Museum. They have mm-hmm. it's like the Hall of Fame Museum. And it's pretty fun. There's like a lot of stuff to do. There was like a Loretta Lynn um, exhibit, which was great. And there was a Shania Twain, little Shania Twain exhibit, which was horrendous because you're like, wow, all these Shania Twain costumes are terribly ugly in person and also very tiny. So it's just like, ugh, gross. Anyways, love Shania Twain, but just saying her clothing up close is not as great as you imagine. And so they have the best part about the country music Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame. You got that twang already in Nashville. It's, in, it's a mess. So the best part about it is that it exists with Taylor Swift in a bubble. They refuse to recognize Taylor Swift outside of when they recognize Taylor Swift. Do you oh, know what I mean? Course. So they have, there's a Taylor Swift education center, which is clearly she um, donated a bunch of money and they made her this like area for like kids. That's where they teach like, they do guitar lessons. They have like, uh, you know, Whatever. And inside the education center is like a dress that she wore. So they have this like dress and they have whatever. And then inside the like 
exhibits, they have a section and they mention Taylor Swift. She's like next to Carrie Underwood, who, by the way, they have her dress the day the when she won American Idol, the dress that she wore. They have that dress. (laughs) Oh, my God. Right. A lot of costumes. Anyways, they have a Taylor Swift dress. Of course, it's from the Love Story video. They just It's just so funny because every photo of Taylor Swift is maybe four years old. They refuse to acknowledge her beyond the one that like very specific time in her life. There is no mm-hmm. acknowledgement of Taylor Swift being any different Why would they, than when know? she was. Right. And the other thing is there's no Dixie Chick stuff. So take that as you will. Wait, there's no Dixie Chick nope, stuff? In the- I, nope. Nope. Wait, what does that mean? I didn't see one Dixie Chicks thing. Do they I mean, have a beef with the Dixie Chicks? I think so. Because remember how country music like hated them for being rude to the president like a thousand years ago? They're still holding on to that? I'm just saying like, I don't know the deal, but I didn't see one Dixie Chicks thing. And I saw a lot of garbage from people I'd never heard of. <laughs> you know? That's a nightmare. I mean, they had God, Florida Georgia the lines. The Dixie Chicks- all the things the Dixie Chicks did for country music, please. They That's had so two outfits from each member of the Florida Georgia line. Like, and they didn't have any Dixie Chicks. I don't even know. I don't even know how many members there are of the Florida Georgia line. Do you know line. that Florida Georgia line has an entire, a three floor bar restaurant in Nashville now? What's it's, it called? It's called the FGL House. And there is oh a 90s God. bar in the basement. And the theme is 90s. And they're just framed photos of 90s things all <laughs> over the bar. And they what play like thing? this is how you this is how we do it. There's a picture of Halle Berry in a frame. There's like just oh, a picture. <laughs> There's just like a picture of like Goodfellas in a frame. Just a photo of Halle Berry in like 1994 in a frame, plastered to the wall. God, that reminds me of Mystic Pizza, kind of. Um, anyway, Nashville's a crazy place because you have <laughs> you know honky tonk bars, and then you have the FGL house, and then you have like you know. Uh, Margaritaville, and then Blake Shelton's opening a place on the row on the street. Then you go into another bar that's owned by Dirks Bentley, and they play a cover of Sublime. It's like, what's happening in this town? Have you had any Goo Goo Clusters? I had, a, yeah, I had a Goo Goo. Cl- of course, I had a Goo Goo. Well, guess what's next to the Goo Goo Clusters factory? What the oh, FGL? The Cash. No, the FGL house. Oh, but that's also where the Johnny Cash museum. I know, is but Johnny Cash has to look at the FGL house. De- <laughs> the ghost of Johnny Cash wakes up and looks across the street and sees. Florida Georgia Line has a three-story bar restaurant. That's wild. That's Telling wild. You. I know. I'm like um, mad, but I love Nashville. Was BB Rexa there? Was BB Rexa like working tables? No, but like they should give her. You know, they she got them a number one. She did. It's all it's all BB Rexa's uh, doing. We know that. <laughs> but one of the most coveted tickets in town isn't just to a concert. What's up, y'all? It's your boys, BK and Tyler, Florida Georgia Line. Florida Georgia Line has opened their own four-story restaurant in downtown Nashville just in time for CMA Fest, and we got an all-access tour. You can come here three or four times and not see everything. So this is one of our favorite levels because we can kind of observe the party, take it all in. Let's go eat. Come on. Take a bite of that, too. It makes you want to dance. It's so good. Food and drinks. It brings people together. Do we want to do what do we want to do next? There's well, a few more things. I think Khalees the, bought the farm. We don't well, have much time left. I think the most iconic relationship that we're not talking about is the one that I really, you know, I really, I really feel like you didn't acknowledge, which is um, Millie Bobby Brown's new boyfriend, Jacob Satorius. Oh, 
I didn't want to talk about that. Yeah, well, okay, tell me mad. about Jacob Sartorius. Okay, He's well, what, 14 millibibounds, what, 12? Excuse me, fans have been speculating for months that the friendship between the Stranger Things star 13 and the Chapstick singer 15 may have evolved into a relationship. Okay, I'm sorry. If you're 13 and 15, you can't have a relationship. A source, no. a source tells Us Weekly uh, this source should go to jail. They've been spending a lot of time <laughs> together. She posted a photo with him on her Instagram story last of October, and they have since exchanged change several flirty comments shut down their social medias immediately jesus christ real honestly send that source to rikers island right away if you don't know millie bobby brown is you know she's in stranger things and that's pretty much it uh call me if she does anything else of note because like i'll be waiting by the phone um sorry that's shady she's 13 a singer and jacob sartorius is a vine star a vine star like who did a song he was one of the first, not Vine. I'm sorry. Oh my God, I'm an idiot. Jacob Sartorius is a Musically star. Remember? When oh my God. We talked about him with Musically. He was the first Musically star to break out and have a song. Um, his first song was called Sweatshirt. His <sighs> second song, or whatever, maybe his third, I don't Chapstick? know, is called Chapstick. And I think they're both about what literally what the song title is. So is one's a about a sweatshirt, one's about a chapstick. Okay. He's a okay. baby. He's 15. She's a baby. She's 13. And apparently they're. Um, flirting and dating, and I hate this. Uh, mm, I hate it a lot, mm. and I and I really hate that we're gonna have to hear sources say blah 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 about it. I hate it. Um, the last thing we can skip this thing about Jesse Williams because it's just like sad and weird. But it's, I don't like it. It's funny. I just loved. <laughs> I love the boss up headline. Cheaper to keep her. <laughs> because now that he's now that he's divorced his wife and like started dating someone else, like Minka Kelly, right? Or then they broke up anyway. He has I to mean, pay his ex fifty thousand dollars a month in in spousal support now. So they're just saying like one, they're saying would be cheaper if you kept her. Yeah. Yeah, cheaper to keep her. What was she wearing? Where was she seen? She posted what on Instagram? She's the Who Queen. Tens of people want to know all about the number one. What's Rita Ora up to? Who is this woman? Lindsay, what's Rita up to? Oh boy, Bobby, did you see she released a sponsored song? I did. I could, like, it's like sometimes I don't even, sometimes I don't think I get more obsessed with Rita Ora and then she does something that's so utterly mm-hmm. perfect. Like, like, no, like, what artist just goes so above and beyond? Like, she's released a sponsored content song. She's perfect. She... She hasn't, you notice, you you get on Spotify and it's like, oh, Rita Ora has a new single. And then you click on it and then you look at the Four gay people. And it it matches the era. The album art matches her current like aesthetic. But then you look at the bottom right corner of the album art and it says absolute, as in absolute vodka. Bobby, as a gay person, how do you feel about Rita Ora's song for gay people sponsored by absolute? I feel like she's really amplifying and uniting the voices of people across the nation (laughs) to spark a much needed change in today's conversation. (laughs) Stop. It's crazy that, like, it's crazy that Rita Ora, like, invented gay people. Like, if you think about it, it's like this song is actually, like, the beginning. Like, before this song, like, there were no gay people, and now there are gay people. But the problem is, really, Rita Ora has been releasing hit after hit after hit. It ends there because she's released three hits. This one is not good. I wonder, 
it's like, did when she signed on to do this bad song for gay people, did was this when she didn't have good songs? She was like, no one will notice because I just will fit in with the other songs I have that are kind of okay. She must have. She must not have known that like she would have three chart toppers. This is ruining her track record. Like it truly is. And also, she like made a song that's like truly not in the spirit of pride because it's so bad and not a banger. Mm-hmm. If anything, like it. it takes away from the spirit of pride. Um, the other thing Rita's up to is she's starting her Fifty Shades promo cycle because, you know, she's the only one who matters. Comes out on, uh, February 14th, Valentine's Day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This line, uh, she was talking to Us Weekly, love them, about her (laughs) role in the new Fifty Shades movie. And she says, quote, it's definitely a little bit more scary because I get kidnapped and Dakota Johnson's character goes out on a mission to save me. Wow, Rita, total also, spoiler. Also, Us Weekly spells Dakota Johnson wrong, which is perfect. Johnston. Johnston. It's not Johnston at all. Again. So Rita Ora's going to get kidnapped in the Fifty Shades movie, which means we have to see it. Okay, remember that shot from the trailer where everyone thought it was Rita Ora tied up in a chair? That was probably Rita Ora tied up in a chair. It was. Because she, was, she was, kidnapped. was kidnapped. She confirms. Okay, well, now I have to see this movie as if I wasn't going to see it. Now I have to see it. And she's sad that it's over. Well, I mean, she doesn't get to be in another movie, confirmed. Well, she'll be in, what is that, Wonderland with Carrie It's Fisher, never coming Carrie out. Fisher. Wonderwell is never coming out. Wonderwell. Anyway, we're done today. So uh, thank you to Katie and Eric of The Who's. Thank you to everyone who continues to rate and review us on iTunes. Your reviews are so good. They're so good. Yeah, they're good. Um, thank you to Rita Ora for the song for Pride, you know, for yes. finally shining light on an issue. Thank you to the state of North Dakota for giving a little little extra money to Josh Damal. We know he needs it. He needed like a little, um, he needed a little like running around. What do you call it? Like not knock around. Money. Like fun money. He needed fun like money. a little bit like daytime money. Just some money to spend on some like trinkets. He needed a little fun money. Thank you to um, Cherry Seaborn for analyzing the risk and deciding that Ed Sheeran was worth your time. Thank you to an um, Okapee named Megan that I will maybe one day visit at the London Zoo. Yeah. Um, and no thank you. To what? the Hollywood Reporter for not putting in the work because we don't know what happened with this skunk. Yeah, what? That's still a mystery. I'm gonna find out. This if anybody week, knows any more you. information about that, can you like call us on our tip line? That's six one nine who them. It's yes, the same number, <laughs> but it is our tip line. Um, call, give us a, like if you know something about the skunk, not like about skunks in general. Do not need like information on skunks, but like about this specific incident. Call us. See you Thursday. Bye. Bye. You will drive us. It is the most like rational, level-headed decision to date Ed Sheeran, I think. That was a HeadGum podcast. We got new boots and I'm so thrilled. They're Tacova's boots. And you know why I'm so excited about getting Tacova's boots and why I was so happy to get mine why? in the mail? Because Why? the girlies from Potomac went to the Tacova store in the most recent season of Real Houses of Potomac. And I was like, if Robin and Karen have Tacovas, I want Tacovas. Well, I have a good reason too, because I've been doing a bunch of line dancing and I didn't have any cowboy boots. And so I got my Tacovas. Oh. And let me tell you, the difference it makes to be dancing in cowboy boots, huge. On the line dancing huge floor. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. So you can really smack the floor and swing around. You need cowboy boots. Yeah, I didn't get cowboy boots. I got Chelsea boots, but they're great. They're brown. Oh, my God. I can't wait to see them. They're just, I like taking them on and off. They're so lovely. 
They're kind of a beautiful leather. They're beautiful leather. Well, they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. They've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. It's true because cowboy boots can be a little bit hard to mm-hmm. break in. Yep. You know, yep. mine, I was swinging around, no pain. <laughs> no pain. And Tacova's is Western to their core. They offer a bunch of other head-to-toe Western staples like trucker jackets, the perfect jeans, performance pearl snaps, cowboy hats, bandanas, you name it. They'll get you outfitted. They believe in Western for all. And you can feel that when you go into their stores. When you walk in, you'll be greeted like family. I saw them do it to the girlies from the Real House of Potomac. It seemed like they were being greeted like family. You'll be offered a boot shine and a drink. Yes, even the hard stuff if you prefer. And you can get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. But if you can't make it into a store, Tacova's delivers the most premium quality and the most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. <laughs> 